So welcome to podcast 16. This is a strange one. It was unplanned. Um, myself and Barry McCarroll continued talking after last week's podcast. And I went on to talk a bit about goal setting and how you can almost predict the future and make your plan intentional um, to get you to where you want to be. Um, so it's a bit unorthodox, it's a bit rough. Um, doesn't give all the detail around goal setting and what I want to give from the podcast, but it is very much a real um, conversation and I enjoyed listening to it, so I just thought to myself, I'm just going to post it up the way it is. Hope you enjoy it, hope you get something from it. Um, set goals, believe in yourself, and you will achieve whatever you want. You've got to get in and do that scaling, like it's on. I know, definitely. Um, especially one, I'm definitely going to do, it's my plan. Next year is my 10th Dublin, you see. 10th Dublin. So what my original plan was to do um, 5k, 3 months, 10k three months, half marathon, right. three months, and then bang, my 10th Dublin, so I can see my 10th medal. Have you done the last 10 in a row, have you? Or done last, so that'll be next year, this year would be my ninth, but i done one like in 2000 or something, I don't know, 2007, I never said I would run again, it took mm. six hours, 14 minutes. Oh. And, what uh, happened? I had an IT band issue, but I wasn't even aware of running clubs back then. Right. I just thought this is a thing to do. I trained up to 70 miles in these pair of brilliant night air shoes that the air had broken in <laughs> on the run. I got up for like 20 quid in the outlet place. Uh-huh. Like they were reduced from like 80 quid. These must be brilliant. <laughs> 20 quid night air. And they burst on my long run. Flat <laughs> air? <laughs> and I picked up an injury. And it, like, I hadn't run for a couple of weeks. So one up. I was one of those people totally all had this big knee brace over my knee and um, it wasn't even that bad oh I, it wasn't my IT bad it was my kneecap was actually pulling to the side oh which was giving me a pain in the centre of my knee turns out now it's just my quads were yeah. too tight I didn't even know what my quad was then but yeah. <laughs> and it was pulling my kneecap that's giving me a real sharp pain but I was told I wouldn't do any damage so I just went ahead and done it because I'd raised money for charity right um, I'm sure that was a lot there's a friend of mine who's running up and down Binion at the minute Oh, I've seen him. that, yeah. It was funny, he ran, I took him down that day to the marathon. He broke it sub three. Right. So he's a good runner. He's a big guy, too, like, in a nice way. He's not yeah. all there. <laughs> 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 he ran the marathon in two hours and 54. Right. And he came down with me, and I ran at 6.14, so he had to wait for me <laughs> for three and a half hours. Like, but he loved you. Uh, oh, he loved it anyway. He's just crazy that way, like, you know. And... But I never ran again. I said, that was horrendous. Mm. This is frick, I'm never doing this again. Like, and I had tears through it and everything. I was talking to people. I'd never been experiencing this. Uh. This person just lost their son, like, you know, three or four months ago, and they're running for that. And yeah. this person, you know, we went past the hospital. You go past there, and someone said, um, I'm actually running my sister's number. She died there, like, two months ago. It's t- such a strange thing. But I'd never even heard of running clubs or anything, yeah. then, you know. Then it came back in 2011, and so I've done every one since then. Yeah. I love Dublin, it's my favourite race, and 2011 as well. The reason being is, because I spa with it every year, Yeah. <coughs> and I really have gone too fast my first 10 marathons, Yeah. and I've really struggled or been un- unconditioned in the first like couple that I've done Dublin. What's your quickest Dublin? Um, 3.29. Right. That's my quickest. 
And I always wanted to bring Dublin 3.30. And but I was just learning about myself really on that race. So, yeah. But my training runs have always been a lot better than that. You know, yeah. I like ran 22 miles at 7.20s and felt comfortable. So I should have been, that was my PB 3.29. Right. And like my training runs, I've been there and like, I could definitely, I could break my PB today. Yeah. Almost every long run was, that was becoming. And on race day, I was going, I was maybe banking time and stuff. Like I was afraid to let go. Yeah. And when I ran 3.29, I ran 147. It was my slowest first half marathon I'd ever ran. You know, right. and then I was able to run 142 in the second half. Very good. Was, and that was the way to run it. <coughs> or I've done the swim cycle and run the swam across Carnesford Lock that time. Yeah. And cycled to a meet from a meet to Dublin and ran the marathon. So when I'm running the, I've done that in 2013, it was great. And when I, so when I'm doing the course, because I got into the water at 11 o'clock at night on the 29th of October or whatever it was. Flipping hell. Um, that was, that was... How was that swim? That was pitch black swim then. Yeah, it was class, like, because... Lights? Oh, glow sticks in my arms. And, um, I don't know about glow stick in my head. And it's, it's such a weird experience for me because 2011, I started running, I just wanted to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. And I picked up Jerry Duffy's book, Two Days Runs, yeah. read it. And at the end of the book, I got a piece of paper. I'm going to do a podcast on um, goal sense and then talk about this, but... I just wrote down, I'm going to swim across Carnford Lock, I'm going to cycle from Meath to Dublin, and we're on Dublin Marathon. Um, I looked two, three years' time from that date, so I sealed it in an envelope open on whatever it was, 28th of October 2013, just threw it on top of the cupboard. Uh-huh. <coughs> but I put a plan in place. Like first year was run Dublin, and this next year was sprint, oh sorry, try a try, sprint, yeah. top of the moons, and half Ironman. And then I'd done coast to coast to build up endurance. And actually I'd done <coughs> Berlin four weeks before. And then go to do that race. But I was I was almost seventeen stone. Yeah. Couldn't swim, didn't even know how to swim. When I wrote that on the on the page. And I didn't own a bike. And just kept on it came so quick. The yeah. winds were just coming so quick. My weight just went warm right down to twelve and a half stone. See that night, I was just feared of the swim. Really worried about the swim. Uh-huh. I didn't mind it. it was, I got to the point where fear is what I wanted. Yeah. It's like, this is... Because I'd done the Lady in the Lake in Camla. Yeah. You know, about a month before that. Two months before that. And we were on the bus going to the start. And I was shitting myself. <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah. I thought, this is crap. I know it's not like this. I know it's not as bad as I'm making it out. So, and when I'd done that swim, I was disappointed it was over. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was like, wow, that was class. So, I built all my fear around that race or the swim cycle and run around the swim. Mm-hmm. And that day it was blowing a frigging gale, like, and I didn't care, just the swim. In the water, it. that when you were getting in the water? No, during the day it was right. really bad. And, but I, I'm very blasé, I don't worry about things like that, I'm the same. Yeah. Just get started and get into it, yeah. and then start the process going through it. <clears throat> I was in bed for three days with vomit and diarrhea for it. Before? I, I had an injury in my foot from Berlin. <laughs> And I was just like, doesn't matter, as long as I start, yeah. you know, you might get the times you want. Yeah. But I was standing at the edge of the lock and it's dark. The, the air just dropped and it just went flat calm. I went, that was just weird. And I it's got just meant the to water be calm. And I had... It's cold? Fell out of the I was worried about the cold, so I had this head thing on and got these on. Yeah. 
<clears throat> got into the water and it was friggin' roasting. <laughs> right? I was actually overheating in the swim because I wore this headpiece and stuff. But see, when I was swimming, yeah. I was getting this big tracer from the glue sticks on my arms. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. But I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, now I'm looking up, I could see like all the lights of the dark. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Mad man. <laughs> like, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm laughing, <laughs> swimming over the lock. And I went in too early. And the current started taking me down away from it, you know. And I was thinking, why did I swim to Congress? <laughs> to get to it's me. over a mile of a swim, isn't it? Well it's over. A, it's about, it was just under a mile, I think, swimming straight across. Um, so I just went from my little Congress house. Congress yeah. house. It was almost too short, to be honest. Like, I've done it in like 15 minutes or something, it's just 16 all. or 17 minutes. But my fear was all around the swim, yeah. and I was laughing because there was no fear. I was just like, <laughs> Class. and I was worried about the cold and I was overheating, and I thought, isn't it mad how the mind works? Like, yeah. And um, But like, there was a great crowd there as well. I yeah. got out, I let firework off to let the guys on the other side, and they blew my hand off. Like, they said, shh, <laughs> nobody had a light, <laughs> eventually got a light. <laughs> It was so unprepared, and the thing took off, and my hands were. Whoosh. It was like shit. But when I got onto the bike, right, <laughs> I finally got onto the bike after like a twenty-minute transition, like, cause I didn't care. Yeah. And um, I had a stutter, like, whoa, they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Just, there's no air on my tires. <laughs> <laughs> there was no air in the bike tires, but they were like, oh my god. <laughs> Because all I thought about was the swim. Yeah. That's all I thought about. I had Barry Duffy, actually. He was my crew going down in the van. So you got, you'd done that swim and then straight on the bike yeah. and then cycled to Dublin. Cycled to Dublin. And two other guys came with me. For the start of the marathon? Yeah. Or flipping hell. Right? The only problem was it was there a wee bit early. So it took uh, three hours. So the cycle was grand. And I had the boys back. And I was actually racing then because they had to come back. And I had to finish the marathon before they got back. Yeah. So I made a charity thing out of it. Yeah. Raised about six grand, I think it was. Brilliant. Um, but the weird thing about it was when I was, see when I done the run, I went out with 3.30 pacer. Yeah. And I broke 3.30. I was like, fucking hell, I am so much stronger than this. Because all my training runs were like 7.15, 7.20s. Yeah. And now I was dropping off to eights. And I was like, jeez, I am so much stronger. I am going to smash my PB today. Yeah. This is after. I've been up now. I was actually at a 60th birthday party in the hill town before I went for the swim. And I, I was having a couple of pints of Guinness, eating my dinner, and I went to him, jeez, we better go. I, I better go, actually, I'm going to be late. <laughs> this. So it's very blase, you know. And <laughs> about my, it was about, I think I hit the first 10k, I was jeez, I'm going to smash 3.30 today. And you hit the first wee um, hill underneath the bridge, everybody shouts on it. Yeah. My fucking legs exploded, bodies were... <laughs> Like one went and then the other one went. I was right, I'll walk up hills and run yeah. down. Got to the top there and I was freaked, like just bang. But it was the bike, I had too long off the bike. So Ah your muscles are all I had to go with the, the tide. Poop. I had to go with the tide. Yeah. Um at low water obviously the current would be too strong. Yeah. And it left me about two hours too early, I think, if I can remember, around that time. So two hours, I went into the restaurant, I went into a hotel, got cleaned up, went and had my breakfast, porridge, fuck this, I went and got fried. I just, my stomach needed yeah, it, because yeah, drinking yeah. this four to one mix. Especially on the bike, yeah, I think you're on the bike. I was drinking the four to one mix, and coming to Dublin, I remember just, throwing it on, out. Jesus, like, it's like dishwater now. Mm. You know, the four to one was great on the bike, like, but at that point, it just got too much, like. 
until I ate a fry, which was really good. Yeah. And, but I've been up then, like, I haven't slept before. I've been up, like, 36 hours. But I was loving the buzz yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, people were coming up to you. Oh, keep it going. I know what you're doing. Just random people. Yeah. I've never even... I just, in my own head, just scrumbling through it. Like, but it was a weird... It was a real turning point for me about 100 yards before the finish line of the run. And all I could think of was me writing that down on a piece of paper and I was 16 stone 10 I couldn't swim I didn't own a bike yeah and I couldn't even finish a 2.4 mile loop yeah around our time I was running from lamppost to lamppost yeah and I thought like and now and then I was like I've done about 12 and a quarter I've done a lot of training but I was so toned because I swam five yeah. times a week and I just thought, like, when I cross that line, I'm going to become that person. Yeah, that I said I was when I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm going to become that person I wrote down. Yeah. And such a... I just got overwhelmed, wasn't it? That's amazing, like... I was trying to hide... I wanted to cry, like... Yeah. I was like, jumping mm, yeah. to get this medal. I've got to get past everybody. But, and just a... I didn't cry, but it was a flood of emotion, like... Aye. I was like, I am that person I wrote down. Yeah. And I've done that ever since now. I've had four promotions at work. Yeah, I just went from inspector, quality engineer, senior quality engineer, yeah. manager. Yeah. But I used this, I just done the same. I was like, okay, so what am I going to do next? Just wrote down yeah. a piece of paper. I think it's definitely good to have that wee target, you know, and mm-hmm. you, it'd be too easy just to kind of lay back and not do anything, and wouldn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, so yeah. I've always had... That's brilliant. How did you feel, when you were writing that down, how did you feel about, I'm going to swim, calling for the lock? knowing that you couldn't even swim how was that well, like? I, I just read his book yeah and i couldn't put it down and there was a photograph of me of a, a wedding and more importantly <laughs> and it was old robbie on the dance floor like right. the belly was sort of out it uh-huh. wasn't bad but it was all very innocent it, yeah, like, yeah. but and i was sideways having great crack with my mates but two young kids yeah like four and two like that's what's going to influence them like yeah. and Jerry Duffy's book he has a very same picture of him and his golfing guru and he's totally overweight this poor he done anything that was a turning point that yeah and I really that sort of that connection between that book and me what I'd seen on Facebook something uh, and but he had done all this yeah but he had done double Ironman he had done what this. age was Jerry Duffy when he started doing he must have been he was older like wasn't he like, uh, easy yeah easy um, I suppose when I seen him do that because he was a very ordinary person yeah and I could really resonate with him like um, but it was weird because I had the envelope and I picked it up you know Evelyn had the envelope and went round to the ginger man like that's yeah. it she do and just opened it just like that was that is powerful that it's is really like, powerful that is amazing and yeah Class, I, I have not. I so I put the world majors down on it. Yeah. And when I crossed the line in Boston, this year was that your last? That was my last. Yeah. And um, I had that date written down because I knew that was going to be the last one I did. I knew yeah. the order was going to do it. But it's weird because you stand there, torrential rain, and they give me the medal. That right rather. At the finish line. Yeah. And I was like, it's I. It's weird for me because I wrote that down like three uh. years ago. Master this is gonna, I wrote this. That's really what it's like. It's really like, you know, you're actually creating your future by doing that. 
You're doing the same when I actually realize yeah. that. You know, you say, yeah, I'm going to run 100 miles. So you envisioned that. Yeah. I want to run 100 miles in 24 hours. That's a box need tick. When you actually cross that line. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like the realization of it. It's, it has, it's done now, it's happened. But you can actually do that with anything. Yeah. And it does work. Yeah. I've done it with a group of girls as well. They didn't even, I wrote their plan then. I didn't know who they were. And I wrote a, a big, huge target for them. Could see, could I do it to other people? Like, yeah. You know, and, and I brought them through this whole journey, right? And it was like, raise £2,000 at Jimmy Tenke. It was, pick 12 girls, create a group, because I couldn't manage it. So if I created a team somehow, yeah. I'll keep their own momentum going. Yeah. And I'll just keep them throwing in the plans. And then Jimmy Tenke. And then after that, I'd drawn like, a little mountain with some stick women with medals, holding the cheque for £2,000. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then it was like... Um, a one mile PB because we mind trick thing I do with them. Yeah. It gets every everybody a PB, and then like a goal setting night, then run half marathon. They all signed up. Yeah. Couch five k, and I drew this out. Literally took me fifteen minutes, and it was to get my wife under the hour. She's never done it. Yeah. Um, in the ten k, right? This is for the born to run them to do everyone under the hour. Right. So I just done this. Fifteen minutes. Looked at it, and I still have the page. Like it's just stick. Yeah. Women like. And see the goal setting night. I showed them this sheet of paper. Never like, look, that's you. I didn't even know who these girls were, 12 girls sitting there. Didn't even know who these were. And okay, so you all done your 5k PB, there it was. Then done Jimmy 10k there, I've drawn it. I goes, what's that wee picture? And there he goes, it looks like, like a mountain. He goes, what's that? So it was stick people holding up a check. He goes, what's on it? I'm 2,000 pounds. I picked up a, fi- a photograph of them holding the cheque for £2,100 on top of Commodore. <laughs> I goes, there's, there's that picture. Class. I goes, I, I goes, there's the goal setting night. I goes, what date is on that? It was the date. And they were like, Man, you're, you're a freak, we're leaving. Darn right. But you know, it is like that. Like, it can be so, so I, I took it in simple terms. Funny enough, it was on Friday there when I've got a new person in team, and I very much get my team to identify what they want to be in 12 months' time, mm-hmm. but from a professional point of view, right? Because by doing that, I get a lot out of them as well, you know? Mm. And I try and make them think where they were six months ago and where they are now. Yeah. But make it intentional, and like you can get so much more out of it. And I went, like, in simple terms, as I want. I guess, I put my lunch here, right, this is stupid, like, put my lunch there. I goes, right, move that um, keyboard next to my lunch there. So he just moved it. I goes, there you go. I said, keyboard next to lunch. <laughs> there it is, like, I wrote that down and there it is. That's how powerful it is. <laughs> Very good. And I goes, but that's, that's making it as simple as you can, because I try and get my team to write down the evening before one thing that they're going to do tomorrow. So if they can pick one thing, even that's just basic goal setting. Yeah. Come Friday, you've done. You've actually controlled something every single day. It gives yeah. you a sense of control. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but that's goal setting. At a basic. But I don't like when I goal set. I literally see that fifteen minutes. That's it, really. I just, just okay. That's have it done. Day. Yeah. So. But would you look at that then, or would you? No, I know it's there, but you have to. So make, you're always kind of working towards this. You have without having. You need your plan then. Right. I don't, as I say, I think that's what makes it 
work for me is that I don't sit down and write a huge Gantt plan. Or yeah. I just know in my head, okay, that race, that race, that race. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I don't actually even write that plan down. I just sort of know. You know what's going to be. You know what yeah. it's going to be. And you what do you're the same. To do, yeah. You talked about it there when you're doing your 100 miles, I'm going to do this ultra and then that. You just know what it's going yeah. to be like. It'll get you there. So next year is my 10th Dublin. And I want to get the time that I know I can get. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I should be hitting break, breaking 315. Yeah. And that's my 10 Dublins. That's me finished, sort of. Yeah. I wouldn't say finished, like, but. Because the following year I want to do Mount Blanc mm. um, and do those type of races. That'd like. be great. And so I want to do Mount Blanc that following year. Right? So that is written down. So I hope you enjoyed that simple conversation on goal setting. Um, it was a bit rough and ready. It wasn't planned. I think Barry done an excellent job of listening to me waffle on. And one thing to take from it is really that if you really want to achieve something why not write it down and think of a plan on how to get there um but what i have found from my past is anything that i've written down on the page um will happen with a bit of work and a bit of focus it may not happen exactly at the time you want it to but if you keep on persisting um, just having that goal will keep on directing you on that right path why not take a, a simple step and just write down one thing today that you're going to do tomorrow that you haven't thought of. It might be something around the house that's been going on for months. Maybe it's that tap that's broken or that new um, light lead needs changed. But just write down that one goal and then tomorrow go and do it. And at the end of the day, reflect on the goal that you'd written and take a look to see what you've achieved. Then expand that into something bigger. Um, it can be anything at all it could be to do with your finances your home your relationships or like we've talked about in this conversation some personal achievements it really does work it's very powerful when you put it into play and i hope that you take something away from this rough podcast